Mifton down. Mifton. Yeah. Um, Mifton Pete. Mifton Pete. That's a way of saying like you're angry or you're mad. Don't be Mifton Pete. Mift. Don't be Mifton Pete. I don't know. I don't know. It's a real world. It's a real world. It's a real world. It's a real world. I don't use it. 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 This is Stephen Adams. Don't be miffed and peeved. No, you can't be miffed and peeved. Sorry. This is Stephen Adams. You can't be miffed and peeved because you're listening to Down to Dunk. Good morning and welcome to episode four. Seven. Two of Down. Two dunk. I am Luke. Joined this morning by Andrew, Sam Drew, Taylor, Sandra, <laughs> and Jack. Hello. You can find us on dailythunder.com dash radio at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, or of course, anywhere you subscribe to your podcasts. <laughs> What's up, dudes? What is up? The Thunder up, on a three game skid. And like a bad three games. They've game. lost five of seven. Yeah, I don't on, count on, that crap. Andre, I don't count numbers. Well, I mean, it's, uh, I think it's, I would more focus on the three games versus the five. Like the Bucks game and the Mavs game. Come on. I mean, the Mavs game was stupid, but the Bucks game, they win with Paul. Like they, that was a injury-based loss in my mind. Yeah, or a Giannis stepping out of bounds. I mean, yeah, there's enough caveats to it. In the Mavericks game, it's the Rick Carlisle just, you know, it's what it is. So I'd really just stay focused on these three horrific losses. <laughs> Let's focus on the negative. Because the, the, the other two, the, the other two, it's like, I don't feel, I didn't feel quite as angry about those two. Yeah, because you had well, and they excuses. Also, and they also came off a huge win streak after yeah, those. And, but getting the doors blown off you by Phoenix and Portland without Dame and yeah. the Timberwolves, which Timberwolves fine. Like, they beat the Cavs by 25. Second out of a back-to-back in Minnesota. Like, that one, they were going to lose anyways. And we even said it last week. The Thunder are going to... They, someone asked how many games they'd lose this month, and that was one that we picked that they would lose. Yeah, like they they lose that because it's the second night of a back to back. But yeah, the the Portland loss was really really bad. No Dame. They played just terribly. Their defense was bad. The chemistry between Russ and Adams was really bad, which is weird because it had that hadn't been the case in years. I mean, they they could not connect on passes. There were so many passes that I saw, not only from Russ, but from Paul George, where the ball would just hit the ground and no one would even know that it was supposed to go to them and they'd turn around or go out of bounds. I mean, it was just a weird, weird game. Yeah, there, well, and I even saw some of that against Minnesota again. Like, there was a play, especially late, and you could tell that the team kind of realized that, hey, this is over. But Paul George threw, like, a cross-court bounce pass to Mello. Yeah. And it was, like, the worst pass. Paul George <laughs> sometimes throws the worst passes. Yeah. Which is which is weird, and maybe that's something he's done his whole career that you know we haven't watched him intently like that. But uh, he throws some really bad passes, and a lot of it's in transition. I don't know why Paul George has not been fantastic in transition this season, which is weird. I it's hard for me not to go back with him and just think that there's this consistent overthinking forcing of everything. Yeah. Right. Because that's what happens on transition. Is it's just like, uh, do I pass or do I go? Where it's just like Russ is like, I'm going to go unless the yes. pass is like blatantly the easiest issue, yeah. the easiest way to respond. I'm going. You know? Yeah. You know, I 
this has been for me like these last three games. So I didn't get to watch the Portland game. I DVR'd it and kind of followed it via the ESPN app, which was immediately I got home and deleted it. Yeah. Um, so it's one of those things like I'm I don't have any excuses for this team anymore. Like the Dre stuff's real, but you should beat Portland without Damian Lillard, without yes. Andre Robertson. Yeah. The people don't know how to value Dre at no. this point. Like I mean, he, now they do. They're just like everybody's back well, on the train. Well, they've right? over, well they've, they're overvaluing him now, right. right? So when he's on the team, he's undervalued. Because when he's on the team, he can't play. He right. shouldn't play. He should be on the bench. We've right. got to play Josh Hustis more. We've got right. to play Alex Abrinas more. And then when he's gone, it's like, well, you know, what are the Thunder supposed to do without Andre Robertson? It's their best player. <laughs> it's their best defensive player. most yeah. impactful player. And it's like, okay, all right. Right. He's good. Like he's very good. He he makes this a top five defense. The Thunder are not a top five defense without him, without a doubt. They feel but, like they're bottom five without him. Well, they they like actually are. Yeah. Like they during the stretch, they've been one of the worst defensive teams in the NBA, and that I mean that passes the eye test all day. Brutal. They've been really bad, and that that Portland team is a bottom ten offense. Yeah. Shabazz Napier had 24 points, 21 points. Yeah. He was really good. He was really good for them. So so the difficulty for me in this is, so I, I get it, but what Dre has done, his absence is just emphasizing the absolute lack of depth at the wing position the Thunder have. Yeah. And they're not using Houston enough. And I said this, yeah. I sent this in a text against Minnesota. I said, if you're depending on Ray Felton to be your consistent sixth guy, on the perimeter, or you're cons- I guess technically you're consistent, you know, third, third guy guard, or whatever. Yeah. You're in trouble. It feels very Derek Fishery. It feels very Derek Fishery. And but the, here's the difference, though. I actually trust Ray Felton over a spe- over Abrinas or Ferguson right now. Oh, defensively, oh, yeah. without a doubt. You know, so that's why it's like when we start having all this conversation, everybody's ready to bail on Abrinas, and I, which I I probably get just timeline wise, like I. I'm not sure there's anybody more hyped about Abrinas coming into the season than the, this podcast, probably. Yeah, uh, justifiably, like he was he was better last year than well, he's been at all this year. Royce called him the one of the best five shooters in the NBA. Yeah, which we don't know if he is anymore. I'm not sure he <laughs> shot a, in a game in a month. Yeah, I would guess he's not. Yeah, now Terrence Ferguson is a top three shooter in the NBA. Did you guys know that <laughs> he's? But to Royce's credit, like he is a knockdown shooter. He knockdown. is, yes, he but is. they can't they can't find him minutes because he can't defend anybody. Yeah, he's regressed on defense, which is insane. Yeah, it could have to do with the PRP he had in his knee over the summer. Still he, not healthy. He gained a bunch of weight over the summer too, which we thought might be a good thing, but I'm not so sure that it is. Uh, I think there's also so it just goes back to this place where it's this the Thunder are going to make a move. They have to make a move. And you said it on Wednesday's podcast. Like, they make a move also just because they always, like, Presti just always kind of does. Yeah. They get, like, a Randy Foy. Yeah. Remember, like, no one thought they'd make a trade that season. They go and they pick up Randy Foy. Okay. Like, they're going to find somebody that's going to help a little bit. Yeah. And so I think that there is somebody out there that that we aren't probably even thinking about that that Sam is going to make a move to help solidify that rotation. Because it's just problematic. Yeah. You can't if you can't survive injuries, then you, your team has depth issues. Obviously, right? Mm-hmm. But the embarrassment yeah. is that they should be able to. They should be able to, and part of the, I mean, part of the problem is that 
Steven Adams is trying to cover for like the entire a, team. Like a thousand mistakes. And he has not been good because of that. I think he is probably exhausted out there. Seriously trying to cover for three guys that are making constant mistakes out there on the defensive end. He and Paul George are about the only two defenders out there. He's covering for Mello. He's covering for Russ. He's covering for Terrence Ferguson. And to that, that lineup, that starting lineup with Ferguson, is a minus 28 in 86 minutes. It's the third worst Thunder lineup on the season. It's really bad. But then when you have Houston with the starters, they've only played 55 minutes together, but they're a plus 11. That could, that has, there's a lot of noise and all of that. But still, like Ferguson starting is just an awful, awful thing right now. Maybe in a few years that won't be the case, but Ferguson starting now is absolutely detrimental to this team. And then with Robertson in for Ferguson with the regular starters, there are plus 102 on the season, that starting lineup. It's the best, start, it's the best Thunder lineup by 81 points on the season. Yeah. So is there a part, Taylor, you can speak to this maybe, like, so if you're going to make an adjustment, and this maybe I haven't been able to look fully through all our questions yet, but if you're going to make an adjustment to the starting lineup, I don't think I don't think you make an adjustment to the starting lineup if Robertson comes back. I think no 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 not if Robertson comes back. I'm saying right now, if it looks like Robertson's out for another Houston, two or three games, you just Ferguson, you just sub Houston into that two spot. Yes, they're they're not going to do that though. Well, they've done it. Yeah, they I mean, don't I know why you said they wouldn't do that. They did it against the Bucks second half. Uh, the our bench sucks so bad, and our bench has really sucked the entire season, and it just continues to suck more. Yeah, Ray Felton. It feels like it's getting worse. Okay. More sucking. We got some stats for this. So the bench with Terrence Ferguson as the shooting guard, Felton, Ferguson, George, Grant, and Tupat are a minus 42 on the season. You sub in Abrinas for Terrence Ferguson, or, or yeah, for Terrence Ferguson, a minus 53 on the season. The bench lineups are awful. They're they, terrible. They it doesn't matter what they do with them. They can't figure out anything as a group. They, don't, they can't score. They can't defend anybody. They have been awful. And part of it to me is I don't know why Paul George just doesn't have the ball like the whole time with that group because he plays off ball quite a bit with that team. And so I don't know if that would help or not, but I still think that they, they need to add somebody new to that group because what they have going is awful. It's just been really, really there, bad. There are too many times when it's like Ray Fel- Paul George is in the corner, Ray Felton's at the top, Jeremy Grant's at the wing or something, yeah. and Raymond Felton passes the ball to Jeremy Grant to, to start moving the ball around, you know? Yeah. And Jeremy Grant, instead of passing the ball, maybe like passing the ball to Paul George, screening for him so Paul George can come back up top and get something going, Jeremy Grant just puts the ball on the floor and goes, and just goes. straight to the rim, loses the ball. And it's not just Jeremy Grant. This is the crap that happens with that bench unit all the time, over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And what you were saying about Paul George <laughs> earlier, about how... Russ is just – he's just going, and if the pass is there, then he'll try it. Mm-hmm. But but then you look at Paul George, and he tries to force all these passes and do whatever. He defers more with that bench unit than he does with the starters, and it drives me insane. Yeah, and yeah. It, the the only reason I brought up the starting question, and it goes back to the minutes, the rotation minutes. Like, I, I for me, I know this puts you at defensive liabilities in other ways, but there's two guys that can help. This is shifting from – Two guys that can defend a three is if you could, why not move everybody up instead of moving everybody down and bring in Patrick Patterson? Like Patrick Patterson, massively underused right now. He's the smartest player you have maybe on the team offensively, or like, you know, I don't know, maybe period. 
as far as ball mover and somebody who knows he's his role and position. Mover. Like, yeah, there's this place he's where smarter I'm like, than any of the bench guys, maybe outside mm-hmm. of Felton. Every time I see Jeremy Grant playing those so, power forward minutes, like he's a low IQ. Why isn't Patrick Patterson out there? He can well, also they, stretch better. But than they him. play them together. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Is that they play? Which is also not. Good. They play them together because mm-hmm. when Grant gets the ball, like most of the time, it's going to go in this like kind of awkward move to the basket. Yeah. So, and I think. I think Jeremy Grant is on the trading block. I think Abrinas is on the trading block. I think if if the right package came, Ferguson would be on the trading block. But what they can't do, or what I don't think the Thunder should be should do, is they can't put three guys together for one. Like they don't have the depth to keep losing three pieces for one, unless See, you have a buyout I think it option. Depends on who that person is, though. Who who's coming back? Because you still do have Dakari Johnson. If you have to start playing Daniel Hamilton, I guess. But but like you can still play nine guys. You have nine guys. If you if you send out three and bring one back, so, yeah. you have nine. If you're trading away three guys and only one of them is a rotation, like a consistent rotation player, sense. or even two of them consistent rotation players, then you can go find somebody on the yeah. buyout market. Bring him in, and it's. Uh, I mean, to replace a guy like Abrinas is not that difficult mm-hmm. right now because you can bring in anyone who doesn't defend and doesn't take shots, right? I mean, and I and it's obviously a lot more complicated than that. Like the future of Alex Abrinas, the Thunder are still really high on him. The Thunder still really like him. There's the front office in particular is really high on him, so I don't. I don't know that he'll be traded because I think that they really believe in him and think that he can help this team going forward. Um, but it'll be interesting to see like how much they value like this team today and how big of a move they try to go for today to help this team. Um, because I think that you do trade a guy like Abrinas if you're trying to make a playoff run here. Or if you think there's a good chance that this team sticks around, then I think you probably or maybe better off keeping Alex and hoping that he has a better season next year. This is my problem with this team. That when they start like this summer before the season started, the one thing I was like was certain about this season was that this team was going to be fun. And they've been, it, they're no fun to they're, watch. They're no fun. They're no fun. I have no fun watching there's this team right now. Well, and I think that's been the problem, like, the whole team. And that's a big uh, – that's a problem that is not like an X's and O's thing. That's like a like – a, Aesthetic problem. It, they're just no fun. I think – Yeah, the I reminder is, though, that this is, that's a recency bias yes. conversation. And it's like. easy to say today, but after, after those – L.A. games like those are tremendously fun, and they had a great December. Really, the, the they're wins. fourteen and five over December. But like by the time we realized, oh, they're like, oh, they're doing good. This is like it took it took half that time to realize. Oh, wait a second! Like we had a podcast like the day before, the week before that was like, oh, this is you know the one. It was the one on Anthem where it's like, oh, they've been bad. They've been bad all season. They're bad, and then we realized well, they had lost two in a row. I know, but then we realized like like. I think you're just talking about winning and losing streaks. No, I'll say this. No, I agree with Luke. The outlier games are the fun games this year. Yeah. Like if 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 you're watch if I'm to watch a game, I I go. There have even been wins that are not fun. There have been wins where it's like really that Atlanta game came down to the last second. That should have been a fun game. A last second game Uh, with a win. It's not fun. Are only blowouts wins? 
no. fun? I mean, no. Yeah, there, how many how many games last year in were losses that were fun? All, oh, so many of yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. Last I mean, year's such an outlier to me though. Okay. It's all about expectations, you guys. Like, yeah, of course. This team is expected to kill these teams, and when they don't, that's not a lot of fun. I I get that. But to say this team hasn't been fun all season is like we missing, didn't say that. is missing didn't the mark. That. I'm saying it. I have not had fun watching well, this team. Well, you don't watch been, every game it's been, either. It's been stressful. <laughs> Thunder, because I don't want to stress out. Thunder Raptors. Blast. And have no fun. Thunder Rockets. <laughs> fun. The Bucks thunder game was really fun. That was a fun game. Thunder Lakers, Thunder Clippers, very really fun. fun. You're going through December, though, right now, which we all agreed was fun. Yeah. No, we did not. No, no we, we didn't. did not all uh, agree. The, the, this back, conversation is not about the back. Ag- the back half of our winning streak, <laughs> I will agree, that was a fun time to watch the team. Thunder Timberwolves. The Wait, I thought you weren't. Beat here beating Oklahoma. Houston was very the, fun. The, the know, back half. I thought the you were watching was that pretty because, fun. Yeah, I would just say was beating the Pacers the was fun. The Sixers was fun. Here's the stressful. Here's the thing: losing, not fun. Winning, fun. I mean, that's that's a thing that's been a part of basketball it's just, forever. It's just, this is not. It's not true. It, Last it, year was a losing season. Yeah, it was so no, fun. No, fun. Tr- that. Oh my god, it was fun. Do, what we went out in the first round with what Russ was doing is fun. But I'm telling you this. So for me. How is that not true? We're, don't think about that. So, think about what is fun, what is not fun. But I'm telling you, last, like year, last year was not really fun to lose. Like For me, it was not fun at all to watch because you knew that nothing about this team was unsustainable. But the reason it was fun is because you didn't really care. Right. It's like you knew this team would be okay. It doesn't matter. I don't I don't care what the reasons are. But yeah. the the expectation is you are for me it's it's so high. You evaluate every game as if Paul George is leaving based on that win. No, I don't. Evalu- We're talking about fun or not fun. But I agree. I agree with what you're saying, <laughs> but I agree with what you're saying is that the like ex- the huge expectation and like when they're not meeting it is not fun. I don't have fun with that. <laughs> I don't but think we, you know. I don't think Paul George is leaving. I think that was not fun. I think. Okay. All right. This is an awful conversation. Let's move <laughs> Why? on. Why? What are we even talking about? I think fun there, or not fun. There this, was a there a was a Twitter sport. question that that we're, addressed this that we did. But I'm letting you know not. right now. We're talking about things. <laughs> I didn't have personal uh, preferences. Right I didn't now. have an ounce of fun watching the Houston series last year. It was embarrassing, awful basketball. Yeah, that yeah. was not. And fun. Andre Robertson being your second best player, not my most favorite Thunder watching experience. No. I agree with that. The season on a whole, what do you think of it? Fun. You have However, positive feelings about that I season. Think, yeah. I think that In our postseason. I'm telling you there were moments throughout the season where you're just like, I can't. They just yeah. are what they are. And, okay, so when the Thunder lost last season, you say, this team doesn't fit together well. Right. Look, who's the second best player? I don't know. Is Ennis Kander the second best player on this team? I have no. Maybe he is. Right. I mean, like, there there were easy reasons to say this team should lose games, right? But I don't I don't consider that fun. I just consider it, like Jay said, something you just don't care quite as much about. Did you have? Fun? I think that we just care more about this season than we did last season. Yeah, and you, I agree with but that. You, you trash the Hawks loss. Or the Hawks win because it's a low quality win that was yes it was that was every game last season that was every game they went to they played the Magic and had to beat they were down fourteen with two minutes left and had to do ungodly amounts of things that would never really normally work for a team and they won those games like that's that's the 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 same exact kind of win it was just different because you're like any win's fun yeah my argument is that. I yes, agree with there's that. been a lot of moments that have most of the season has not been fun, but to say that 
this entire season hasn't been fun. Is just most of the season has not been fun. You'd agree okay. with that? A lot of the season That's, has been tough. I, I agree with that. Okay. Well, you've changed what you thought. No. Right, let's go the, on. Overall, <laughs> overall, if most of the season hasn't been fun, it's not a fun season to me. Okay. All right. Let's move on. For the love of God. Okay, I'm guys, you know what? Come. You know what would? You know what helps me have fun? Anthem beers. Being drunk. <laughs> Being drunk and drinking anthem beers. Oh Using anthem beers to help me do that. <laughs> guys, I got Festivus out right now. If you haven't had it, what are you doing? Drinking already? It's good. It's our Belgian strong ale with holiday spices aged in bourbon barrels. And guys, it is worth every penny that it costs you. Would you agree? Oh, I agree. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How many pennies? Don't care. <laughs> I'll, pay, I'll give them all. Round up your pennies, y'all, and go out and get yourself an, an, a Festivus. <laughs> They're at, uh, you can get it at the tap room if you want. There's also at, out at uh, some liquor stores right now. You can pick them up. I might do that today. Uh, you might should do that. You should do that, everybody. Go check out the tap room. It's a beautiful place. It is great. You can find awesome beers there. Go check out Anthem Brewing Company. Support the people that support Down to Dunk. Drink the Anthem beers. Let's go to some Twitter questions. All I'm right, with this conversation. Have so, fun. No, so Jay, fun? You're ta- Good. I feel like we're you're having a different argument. No, I'm not. I'm not. So this exact time a year ago, the Thunder go to Minnesota, lose by ten, they come back, beat the Kings by four on a game where they had to pull it out of their rear ends, go to L.A., play the Clippers, lose by 22, lose by 21 to the Warriors. Neither game, I remember, being fun. Uh, Then they play the Jazz, they win. They beat the Pelicans, the Mavericks. Then they lose to the Cavs by 16, the Spurs by 14, and the Bulls by 28. They lost to the Bulls by 28 games. Yes, I remember not thinking every single game was a blast. We did a a live pod for that Cleveland game. Yes, and they got hammered. It was miserable. Yeah, that was... That was miserable. Here's okay. the thing. So Overall, it's just in the sense like, oh, it's an MVP, MVP season. It was fun. Like, it's a bullcrap argument. It like, was fun during this the team, season. There's always had been, fun during the season. I remember there were points that were fun and there were points that were not fun. Just, just like just now. That's an I mean, uh, 82-game season for a team that I, is not the Warriors is going to have ebbs and flows. Just like the Cavaliers right now. So the Cleveland Cavaliers are awful right now, Right. But if they if they go on and they make the finals again, I think people will look back at the season like, oh man, great season. But Here's but the, the but the Cavs will likely do that. But right now, if you pull any Cleveland fan or go to uh, the Cleveland Reddit page, like they're freaking out, right? Just like what's happening at this table right I'm here. I'm not talking about the last I, season, the minutia of last season. I'm just like when I think about last season. Russell Westbrook's MVP season. I'll look back and think that was a fun season. I will do that, and I do yes, that now. And there's a chance that and, you'll go back and, and look at the season. And it's, and it's, it's, it's absolutely it's possible. But right but now, right now, when I look at the season, I say this season's not fun. I, I but I, I get it. I know that you say it's not because expectations. Oh, it the basketball is the basketball isn't any prettier <clears throat> last year than it was this year, right? Like it's not like the games. We did not have any games like the Clippers or the Raptors game or the Lakers right. game last mm-hmm. year, right? Like there's not at the highs, but it doesn't feel like there are the lows. And that comes because you just have an expectation that this team should not be as crappy and as clunky as they often are. I know. I yeah. Like I remember right vividly being at the Hornets game last year at home and just watching them. Just being like, what? what is wrong with this team? Yeah, I felt like that. 
the other night with Portland. Yeah, it's like it shouldn't be this way. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, whatever. Let's move I just, on. I like Twitter that questions. argument because I, it gets me a little bit riled up. But for me, I it's think, like last year was fun in hindsight, exactly. and there were times in the middle of it where it was fun. But I just am, I'm not going to make that. We're halfway through the season. It's hard for me just to say like that's all. All you have to do is make is, yeah. is say this is my opinion of right now so far. My, yeah, well, it's all based on there's opinion, been but great. I, think you're also, I feel like we're also, yeah, we're also forgetting last year, right? Like yeah, misremembering some things. Yes, I think that for the most part. There's been tough parts in this season, but there's been really, really high highs with this team, too. There's been great, yeah. great games. I'll say this. Last year, I remember all of us being miserable going into the year, and then it increasingly got better and better and better and Yeah, better. because, I mean, a lot of it, there's a lot in there. Like, Kevin Durant stuff, right. obviously, is a big part of it. And well, then, yeah. Those are the reasons, but that's what it was. Okay. So far, mostly this has been not fun. It could be very fun. Yes, I still think there's a lot of potential for fun. Totally, everyone. there's a lot of potential for the fun. The fun potential is high. Yeah, we, right. our fun ceiling through the, through the <laughs> highest. Michael Jordan fun, said huge high fun hey, ceiling. You know what? Michael not, Jordan says our fun ceiling is through the roof. You know what? It's not fun. This conversation. Let's please move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Our I first. Bet we get so many replies to that. I, I think know. we will too. It, I think people. There was a Twitter question that asked I'm, exactly oh my this, God. but I'm not saying it. Okay, moving on, moving on, <laughs> moving on, moving on, moving on. There are one. These last three games, awful. Like so I literally bad. turned off. Okay. The I turned off the Minnesota game. Yeah, it it is. They have been that hard to yes. watch, and I did not do that last year. All right, guys, that's where on. I will agree with you. Let us now move on to our Twitter questions. Now that Andrews left the pod. Twitter questions. Our first is from at M Haggard who wants to know if this season, if this season continues the way it's been and ends the same as last year with a first round exit, is it more of an indictment on Russ or Presty? I didn't listen to you. That's all right. Uh, I don't think it's an indictment on either one. If I was going to say somebody would be Russ, but man, here's the deal. Everybody, everybody agreed that Sam's moves over the summer were like, yeah, great top tier moves great the move you want to make mm-hmm. russ is playing i think well like most of the games he's playing really well especially in this last you know month and a half and he's working to get the guys the looks like they're they're these guys are taking shots 20 shots a game some of them you know some of these games for me the indictment like it's really easy to blame presty or russ or whatever Man, I'm done with that game because it's time for people to take personal responsibility for their game. And Paul George was horrific against the Timberwolves. Yeah. And it's not because of a lack of getting the ball or a lack of having it in rhythm. Like he was just bad. And you can't blame other people for that. Now, I think there's legitimate questions. Did Presty gamble the depth of this team in order to just get the stars. But ultimately, Presty's trying to prove a point to Russ in some sense, and he's trying to prove a point to ultimately Paul George that we're going to do what it takes to make this team successful, and that's why you should invest in us long-term the way we'll invest in you. And so I, I don't want to blame. I mean, it's it's well, who will get the blame, but it's not fair. It's so, so Isn't it funny, too, where like the question is, if we have a terrible ending to the season, who are we going to blame, Presty or Russ? Pick one. Like, like that's it. Those are our options. So that's the problem. One of them is at fault. Who is it? Yeah, exactly. Surprised Billy isn't in that. I'm surprised he's not too. 
I think he should. Billy be. will get the bulk of the blame. Yeah, yeah, which is unfair. Also. Totally unfair. Do you agree with what I said? Like, there's eventually a point where the players, Paul George, Russ, Presty, Billy Donovan, none of their faults that you were so awful against the Timberwolves. Yeah, Paul has not been great lately. Uh, since the L.A. trip, he has not been good. I think he's to blame for a lot of these losses. Yeah, and it's it's so. What are you saying, man? I think he he misses <laughs> Los Angeles. He misses it. Uh, you know, it infuriates <laughs> me that when players now when those players have bad games, yeah, I see people on Twitter. These are just people on Twitter. These are Thunder people on Twitter that say like. Well, you know, it's up to Billy to get Paul George ready for the game. I hate that mm-hmm. reason for wanting to fire Billy Donovan There's as a, if it's on the coach to get players to play. I think it's a misunderstanding of roles. <laughs> and they yes. massively overestimate what a coach in the NBA does. Yes. Or can do. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, and it may be. like I think Billy is really good at X's and O's. I think he's a good defensive coach. But it may just be the case that he's not the greatest motivator. And I think that there are guys that are really good at that. And I talked about this on Wednesday. I think Steve Kerr is a one of the maybe the best motivator in the league next to Popovich. Totally. totally. I'm really um, good at it too. Uh, <laughs> anyways, Billy may not be good at that. And yeah. the, you know, you know, coaches have like a hundred things they have to do that they're in charge of. And maybe motivation is not Billy's forte. But at the end of the day, these are grown men, professional basketball players, that when come playoff time, these dudes don't need Billy to give some kind of speech to get them ready for the game. Like, they're going to be ready for the game. But when it comes to games against Portland where, you know, Dame's not playing, I mean, I think that this team... They're mentally kind of weak. It's weird. Well, I think that the problem, to me, the problem is that they are very arrogant. And their arrogance will get the best of them at times. Against teams like that Portland team, these last three games, I feel like it's their arrogance. Oh, oh, Phoenix, one hundred percent. We've arrived. Oh, oh, I am Carmelo Anthony. I am Paul George. I am Russell Westbrook. We I'm look just, good when we get here. The, yeah. We're getting all the attention. Yeah, I'm just going to show up, and we're going to beat you guys because we're because we are who we are, and that just doesn't work. And they haven't figured that out. And I just think that it's an arrogance problem more than anything uh, with these bad teams and. Luckily, the Thunder don't have to play bad teams in the playoffs. And that that makes sense to me for Russ and Melo. They've accomplished so much. Basically, I mean, everything besides a championship, they've both accomplished, right? Yeah. Paul George is the one who... Um, well, he's gone to the Eastern Conference Finals. Well, and, and yeah, I know. But like compared to those two, Paul George is probably the one who's like, I, I have more of these um, things I want to accomplish yeah, than, he's all, than yeah. they have. He has a lot more to accomplish <laughs> personally. So it's strange to me that... He will have games where it's like he's not even there. Like, yeah. Why isn't he trying to be like, guys, come on, I really want this. It's not his personality, right? Yeah. Like he's super passive. He's not an alpha. He is not an alpha. No. no. He needs somebody on the team that is, which is, yeah. you know, makes sense. But there's this other part where, for, for me, like you look at this and, and all of the tells of an arrogant style of play is you find it on defense where guys yeah. get left open. Like Dragon Bender standing and basically having shooting practices because your arrogance is telling you that you don't have to guard people. This this is the thought. Who's that guy? It's exactly what it is. That's what it is. And they don't always, know who he is, so he's in not some worth sense, anything. It's always been a problem for the yeah, Thunder. Totally. Uh, but yeah, so that that happens a lot. That's part of that arrogance factor where they just kind of assume that 
Yeah, it's all right. You know, I'll, I'll we'll, we can pull this off regardless of how far of a hole we get in. And, yeah. And you also feel that eventually where they're like down by 13 and there's five and a half minutes left and all of a sudden they lock in on defense and start moving the ball and shooting the ball. Well, you're like, oh, now you're ready to try. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so yeah. and that's what happened against the Bucs too. Like the Bucs is a little different because they were injured. But, you know, they got in the – what was it? 24 to – Eight to start the game or something stupid. Oh, yeah, that yeah. first quarter was crazy. Really, really bad. Yeah. yeah, Tony Snell in the house. That's the game that I blame Billy for. I don't blame Billy for many games. Yeah, I blame, Billy. I blame yeah. Billy for that. His no, he started to bring first us. First quarter was no, so he bad. Started, he started to bring us. I know. And he didn't bring Houston or Grant into the game until the second quarter. And yeah. then he had this moment where he subbed to bring us out and then subbed Felton in and then subbed Felton out and subbed to bring us in like over the course of three minutes. You're like, They played what a three-guard lineup against the Bucks, which is so dumb. Okay, let's go. All right, our next Twitter question comes from at in Stins00. It says he saw a thread about how the Wolves are no longer just scary, but are legit contenders now. Do you agree? And are they our top competition for the foreseeable future in our division? So two different questions. I think they are the best team in the division right now, without question. Today, yeah. Today. They're not contenders. They're not no no no, way. no and I would still pick the Thunder in a playoff series against them. I just think the Thunder, I, I mean, your your face right now is a recency bias face. This this I Thunder mean, team three one. Yeah, two two of the games were on a second night of a back to back. God, how unfair! Okay. One was a half court and one was a half court key yeah. from True. Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. Every okay, look, hey. every game up until last night <laughs> was was a very very close game. On, I still think. I still think the Thunder match up really well with this team. This Jimmy Butts, man. Jimmy Butler's good, but Jimmy Butler guarded by Andre Robertson, not as good as he was no. the other night. And you know who was really the one that kept because you know it's funny that game ended up being a what fourteen point loss or whatever, but it was way closer to that. Yeah, that. it definitely was. It was an eight point nine point game for most of that fourth quarter, and the Thunder always felt like they were on the verge. But it was Wiggins was hitting. Some like he just kind of found a rhythm at some point. Yeah, and how many games is Andrew Wiggins going to be better than Paul George? Not very many. Well, and uh, how good? uh, When I was watching that game, they said a stat that like Paul George against the Timberwolves this season was averaging twenty four eight and seven or something ridiculous like that too. So it's like, why does Paul George all of a sudden not know how to play or not match up with them like he has been? Yeah, I mean, the Timberwolves' last 10 games, they've been really good. They're top three in offense and defense over the last 10 games. They're having a really, really nice stretch. Which I, happens. Yeah, the Thunder and the Thunder just got done with one of those stretches. And, the, and I think the Thunder will pick things back up again, and then later on in the season we'll talk about how they are a good matchup for the Timberwolves. Regular season games are, are not a great indicator of what's going to happen in the playoffs always. Um I do think the Timberwolves are very good. I think going forward, this team has as much potential as any team in the NBA because you have Towns. If he can figure out defensively, like th- like there's your challenger to the Warriors if this team can get it together. Like this, like if he can be a defensive, like one of the best defenders in the league, then you have Wiggins. Who can, if he can figure it out too, you have Jimmy Butler. You've got. I mean, that's a really really good team. That's really tough to match up with. But the truth is, they still that, need a point guard though. Like I don't think Teague obviously is a Teague is not had, he's not had no. a good season. Um, yeah, they obviously need Tyus more. Jones is not Eddie. They need more pieces. Tyus yeah. Jones is pretty good. Yeah, but he's not. You know, like if you're looking at, I mean, I guess you can have more peripheral pieces at some of those other positions. But I'm, I just keep thinking, like if you're really thinking contender status, Tyus Jones is your as one of your they, primary point guards. Yeah, they need more pieces 
for sure. But this is a this is a team that will be really scary going forward. Yeah, this this season with the little playoff experience that they have, um, and with their guys. I mean, Town still isn't a great defender, and because of that, I don't think that they have a super high ceiling. They're certainly not contenders, but they've been really good. Is Jimmy Butler better than Paul George right now? Would uh, you rather have Jimmy Butler on this team than Paul George? No. No, not at the end of the day. No. I think that Paul George is a better shooter. Mm-hmm. He's a better defender. He's bigger. I just th- I would rather have Paul George for all those reasons. And Jimmy Butler's more of a guy like I need the ball and he has to have the ball in his hands. I don't think he and Russ fit together all that well. But who's had the better season is Jimmy Butler. All right. Okay, our next Twitter question comes from at Al Baby Cakes, who wants to know if Robertson wasn't on the team, how many wins would you project this team to have over a full season? <laughs> Zero. I'd still pick them to win 50, 50 some odd games before the season, something like that. Because I don't, their entire defensive scheme is built around Dre and Adams. Dre and Adams being fantastic, and they have been when they play together. And I, and I talked about it earlier. Adams is struggling because Dre is not there. And Paul George is I, – I think Paul George is struggling because Dre is not there. Yeah. He, Dre allowed Paul to do all the things that he did on the defensive end, all these deflections, all these stats that you can pull out that saying that Paul George is the best defender in the NBA. Well, it's because Dre is out there forcing guys into bad spots and things like that. I just think they would set up a different defensive scheme. But they're not going to change what they're doing now Mid-stream, because yeah. the guy's going to miss. You know, if, if, he may is end Dre up missing. Back? No, he may end up missing. I don't know. He's Aren't, missed six games already. Three to six years. He may end up missing ten games total. You're not going to throw away everything that you've done just because of ten games. Yeah, I saw Fred say yesterday season. that he got some light. He's been doing some light kind of rehab. He, I saw him walking. Back. He's walking around the locker room. He looks fine. Like you, he, but I don't. I haven't seen him run around. He wasn't warming up or anything no. like that pregame. Um, so Alex and Alex asked this question sarcastically because what? he's been he's been spending a lot of time making fun of the people who are overreacting to right. Andre being out, like what we said earlier. But the people are like, well, of course we lose these games. Robertson isn't playing, yeah. And it's just kind of that is kind of a ridiculous notion. It reminds me of Do you remember that series against Denver? I don't know, six seasons ago now, seven seasons ago, when Aaron Aflalo was out and we were losing, and everyone was like, well, when yes. Aaron Aflalo comes back, then the Denver Nuggets are really in this. Yeah, and it, and we're like, that. what are you talking about? Yeah, that like is what Jordan. this reminds me of. Yeah, I mean, I think there is a little maybe more validity just because what Andrew said. Like, if Robertson's not here for the whole season, then you've, They're gonna your play scheme's different, right? right? Like, your whole right. thing's different. Yeah, You're going to add different players to fix the holes that you have earlier yeah. on where it's like right now like losing a guy that's that important to your defense early on but it is funny like the robertson flip-flop because it's like there are people also blame any loss on robertson playing too you yeah. know like well and i think they've just set habits up to this point mm-hmm. on how they play defense and those habits have continued on it's like and paul's not getting the same deflections and steals and stuff like that and like everything's the whole thing is off right now yeah he he glues together the defense you can't take away who is he's probably been the best perimeter defender in the nba you can't take a guy away from a team like the thunder and think that it's not going to impact the team it's obviously going to impact them but to alex's especially a team with no depth yeah to alex's point you should be able to beat teams like phoenix and and you know they did they beat both teams in la on a back-to-back and killed them like 
they should be able to carry that into games like Phoenix and Portland yeah. and stuff Still like that. Still no excuse to lose okay. to Portland and yeah. Phoenix. It's yeah. not it's definitely not an excuse, but I think maybe this might be Andre's most important uh stretch of his season, of his career. career right, yeah. right. Because everybody is now realizing the value of this guy that he wow. Well, he really does make an impact for the Slender team. Even like the ESPN crew at halftime, like Michelle Beadle was talking. No, it was Rachel Nichols was talking about Andre yeah. Robertson being out. It's like, oh, if ESPN's talking about how important it is, then Robertson's mm-hmm. fine. But I think maybe the difference is as well, like when you go from just having Dre is important to Dr- from Dre to Terrence Ferguson and Alex Abrinas, right? Like yeah. when the drop off <laughs> goes from like yeah. crazy. when it goes crazy. from Dre to any other decent two-way wing, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, Dre is unnecessary. Like a Courtney Lee, unnecessary. Dre would be unnecessary mm-hmm. on that team. Yep. But from Dre to Ferguson, a rookie who is lighter than the skinniest, anybody I've ever met. The skinniest 6'7 guy in the NBA by far. Or Abrinas, who's just in a weird funk and can't play defense. Yeah. Like that, you're going, like the dramatic difference between the two is what you're really feeling here. Right. So Houston either needs to get 35 minutes. Yeah. They can. And Houston isn't Dre, but Houston's no. only at least competent. Like he's he's kind of that where you have that not as significant of a drop off, but mm-hmm. it's Houston it is isn't a, really a shooting guard. I mean, the, the difference between Dre defensively and anyone but like Kawhi Leonard is a big difference, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is a very good point, though, that this. This feeling is relative to this team and the depth behind Andre Robertson, and that's why yeah. we feel the Robertson loss w- much more than we should. Yeah, yeah, and it also shows what outliers, what an outlier that LA game was for Terrence Ferguson. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, yeah. yeah, it has turned out to be what we said it would be. It was like people being like, "Why isn't Terrence Ferguson playing more? Why hasn't he yeah. been starting? Why?" Uh, clearly, this guy has been the well. We've the we, answer. We've we've seen. We Why? see he's not the answer. No. Also, we saw it before that game. He's, he's not the. He's answer. nineteen. He he may be good going forward today. I, I mean, yeah, that was a that was funny. That was. It was a fun game though. Glad he had it. Hey, that game fun. True. Hey, true. Fun, let's talk about fun, not fun. I'll be in the back. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at JWMag. Who wants to know why do teams wait for the deadline to make trades? Isn't forty games enough of a sample? He understands leverage maybe changes at the deadline, but why not make moves sooner to acclimate new pieces? Uh, these NBA teams have a lot going on. I'll say that. Like they're trying to figure out who they have, what they have. Yeah, forty games is enough of a sample, but teams wait to the deadline just because that's that's just what they do. Right. I mean, the trade deadline day is whenever everybody makes their swaps. It's the last chance that you have to do it. Uh, not all trades are made at the deadline, obviously. Like the Thunder traded for Dion Waiters a couple of years ago. That was not a trade deadline deal. Um, but most of the trades happen just because guys are made available and teams are making choices on uh, where they're, you know, what they're going to do, where they're going. I think once you get up to the trade deadline, closer to the all-star break, then you kind of know, like, what is our team going to be? The Utah Jazz have some really big choices to make with their team. If they get up to February and they're like 10 or 12 games below 500, then they're okay. Let's let's maybe tank this season, get a good draft pick, and then try again next season. And let's trade away an Alec Burks or a Tava Cephalosha and get a pick or get a young player. You know, 
so teams are trying to figure out where they're going and what they're doing. They're also like trying to prepare for the draft at this point in the season. I mean, these GMs have a lot going on. And so to have like a dedicated like few days to sit down and just talk about what do we need, what's available. I mean, that's when those things happen. So, so you said it like, so just a quick jazz moment, like the jazz fans, if I was a jazz fan, like that's what I want. I know you want to win now, but this team's not built for now and they shouldn't yeah. be like focus your team on Mitchell and go bear. That's it. Maybe Rodney hood. I don't know. Yeah. What, yeah. yeah. But depending but on what he gets those the pieces, everybody else is for sale and we'll take as many picks as you can give us. Yeah. We have a, an awesome coach. We have a great GM. Let's let's go figure this out. Because in four years, when Donovan Mitchell's twenty four or twenty five, I don't know how old he is, and he's, Gobert's you know he'll be like twenty six, mid to late twenties. Like a, he's an older rookie. You could be legit. Like you could be a, a real contender if you got two or three more pieces along the way in a draft, yeah. or through a different trade. Like there there are teams that just need to focus on what does two thousand and twenty three look like. Yeah. Versus what does 2018 look like? Mm-hmm. And the Jazz are most definitely one of them. I think the Lakers should do that too, but mm-hmm. they're not going to. Nope. Just another question. Should do, Lakers should do me. what? <laughs> that was pretty good. That's the boom, boom, Thanks, boom, 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 boom. All right. <laughs> um, Did somebody bring an upright bass in here? The Lakers should do what? I didn't understand what you said. They should be aiming for 2023 20, too. Like, it doesn't make sense for them to add, like, a superstar next year. And it's like, dude, just use Kuzman. Let him grow up. And maybe Ball's not your guy. Yeah, but if you're the Lakers, they're like, well, we've been doing that for five years. Yeah, but they actually at least are going. It at least somewhat makes sense now with some of the players they have. But yeah, I think you got to get rid of Clarkson. And anyway. I mean, they're trying to, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but no one's oh. going to take him. Maybe. He's, what, $12 he's, million? Dollars? Yeah. And it's maybe. kind of expensive for what his role would be. But maybe. he's pretty good. Maybe. Who knows? Lord Dan. People, Law oh, Dang. That's who's going nowhere. Law Jing. He gets a buy out. All right. Our next Twitter question comes from at log <laughs> underscore land. He wants to know what would be your perfect trade for this team? You guys want to go to the tread, Mashon? Taylor, you're doing it. Doing what? You're going to be Presty. Oh, I thought you wanted me to do a song. Uh, so none of these are perfect deal. Well, okay. The last deal is the deal that I would want the most. So, okay. These so first just say few. no until then. Got um, it. <laughs> yes, correct. Uh, uh, you're Sam. Okay. Ring, 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 ring. Hello. Uh, Travis Schlink. Hi, Schlinkman. Hey, I uh, remember what team I'm from. Uh, Atlanta Hawks. Good job. <laughs> Way to go. Uh, Alex Sabrinas, Patrick Patterson for Marco Bellinelli and Irsan Ilyasova. Nope. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it? Patrick Patterson and Abrinas? Uh, mm-hmm. I think Bellinelli and Ilyasova would help this team a lot this season. But they're one-year deals. They're gone. You don't do that because yeah. you have years left with Patterson and Abrinas. And they should be better, but they haven't been. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not giving up on Patterson, but it's at least especially for that price yet. Okay, ring, 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 ring. Hello, Sean Marks. Hey, you know things are things are going fine here. Okay, in Brooklyn, good. They are. Actually. You guys, you guys have been fun. Yeah, we 
We try hard. Things are fun here. Our fans <laughs> Good, say man. they've had fun. You know what? All we strive to do here is is make fun things. Yeah. Uh, okay. <clears throat> uh, Alex Brinas will take on the contract of Kyle Singler. Uh, we'll take Josh Done. Hustis. Done. Thank you. Um, for Damari Carroll. Uh, yes. Thank you very much. Mark Carroll has not been very good this year, though, right? Yeah, no, he's, he's been, been good. pretty good this year. Yeah, he's had a good season. Yeah, that's what I meant. Has he been really good this year? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Y'all, y'all didn't that. hear me correctly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, DeMar Carroll has had kind of a, re- a resurgence. Uh, but it's hard to know if that's the environment that he's been in because they're such a great – they move the ball. They shoot a ton of threes. Um I mean, he's been he's thirty four percent from three, but he can defend multiple positions. He's a guy that I feel like could really help. Yeah, Thunder. it's going to be rebirth. He's got heart. He'll be birthed again. I like, rebirth. I would. I would like that. <laughs> What's happening? I don't know. Everyone's just talking about birth. Rebirth. Ring, 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 ring. Hello. It's cubes. The cube, 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 man. Even though I'm not the GM. Oh. Who's that? Troy Weaver. Mark, Mark, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's Troy. <laughs> Troy, get off the line. Um, Alex Brinas. Yeah. Patrick Patterson. Meal. Kyle Singler. Meal. For Wes Matthews mm. and Salah Measury. Hmm. <laughs> hey. Yeah, I'll do it. What's Matthews' contract? Two uh, years. Cr- insane. Two years left at 18 mil. A piece? A piece? No. And Salah Mejri, I like him, but I'm tr- I was thinking about where does he, when does he actually play? He has an 18 PER. He plays backup center for the Thunder and yeah. probably plays a lot. <laughs> he's been good. Do you think they would play? Do you think they will yes. play a traditional center though? I guess yeah. if he's that yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're defensive. They're 17th in defensive rebounds this season. Ooh. And their second unit can't rebound worth anything. They would play him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd do it anyway. Wes Matthews would be great for this team. Yeah. Has he has he started to kind of be Wes Matthews again? I mean, he okay. So all he does is he's really tough and he hits threes. I like and it. Like that's it. And that's what you that's all you would need, I guess. And well, that's has, you literally just defined exactly what the Thunder needs. And yeah. <laughs> like, okay, a, perfect. So moving great, on. Great yeah. locker room guy. Yeah. A guy that would help a lot of I I just feel like he would help this team. He's not great. No, and he's not eight. You worth remember how good million. he was in Portland. Oh yeah, he's not he blows Achilles tendon. Right, he's not oh. worth eighteen million. Like he was not so even. Good. Not he even was close. like the ideal third piece for the Thunder back in the day. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Ring and ring, yes, ring, ring, ring. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, uh, Dennis Lindsay. Hi. Yo, what's up, Linz? Hey, uh, we'll take Alex Abrines, mm-hmm. uh, Kyle Singler, and Jeremy Grant. For Alec Burks and Epe Udo. Uh, yes, please. That's Thank my, you. That's bye. my favorite trade. I don't know if that would You're get all on board the Alec Burks train. I feel like he'd be awesome. The Thunder needs somebody who can create their own shot, that mm-hmm. can hit a spot up three. He can do both those things. That's what, I would prefer Burks over Wes Matthews. Yeah. Because he can create his own shot. Well, especially so. contract-wise, right? Yeah, he's two years at 11 mil each. And then Udo. Epe Udo's been pretty good. Yeah, he's good. He's yeah. a backup center. He can. He's a rim protector. Product he's of Edmund Santa Fe. Yeah. That's right. Holly. Put your Santa face up. Okay. Put him up. Would you do Abrina, Singler, and Ferguson for those two? Sure. Yeah. Okay. I would. All right. Yeah. I'm, I mean, for this season, without a doubt, that would Burks help. is 26. Like, 
Yeah, it's not that old. Not too yeah. young, not too old. But has had Rat injury age. issues basically his whole career. Yeah, but he needs to get out of Utah. That's where everybody gets hurt. True. It's an air up there, man. You know, it's not. Uh, you don't get enough uh, it's bone thin, density. Yeah. It's thin, bro. It's too crisp. It's, uh, you got to drink you know, some milk. Yeah. All right. That's all, all right. That was good. Let's move to our next Those Twitter were, question. Hey, Burks went to Colorado, man. Yeah. I didn't know that. Did uh, he play with Dre? Oh, good. No. Friends. Maybe they're best friends. Well, maybe they did. Oh, my God. What if they're best friends? Oh, my God. What if they're stepbrothers? They're the exact same age. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. They play together. Oh. Hold on. Ha, ha, ha. Okay. Go ahead, Luke. Okay. I, Jay's doing some we research. Have to, we don't have to wait on Jay to oh, type things. He's doing hold research. On. Hold doing, on, everyone. He said, hold on. He's doing a research. I'm interested. R&D, Jay Smith. Okay. Our next Twitter question comes from at Jordan Man G's who wants to know if things go from bad to worse between now and the trade deadline. Should we try to deal someone for Cleveland's Brooklyn pick? I mean, that would be the person you would deal is Paul George to Cleveland for the Brooklyn pick. I mean, if I mean, if they lose every game until the trade deadline, sure, but no, no, no. What is Brooklyn's pick gonna? What is it looking like? Brooklyn's pick? As they'll be in the top. It's in the top ten for sure. Well, where's Trey Young going? I don't know. He could be in the top three, maybe even. I don't know. But I can see people talking themselves out of Trey Young coming up to the draft for some reason. Just because what yeah. always happens, oh, well, you know, he's pretty short. He, does, he doesn't have a lot of meat on his bones. He's a young kid. He's he got all these doesn't issues. doesn't defend anybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He, he, he's either the guy that you really talk yourself into because you see like Steph Curry potential in him. And they're like, we got to take him with the number one pick. Like I could see that happening. Mm-hmm. Like if the Orlando magic got the first pick. Yeah. I could see them talking themselves into Trey Young. And then that feels like it would ruin Trey Young. Cause everyone oh, yeah. who's been good that goes to Orlando is very mediocre. Yeah. Or he could, he could be the glue to that. Why are we talking about this? Please go on. <laughs> All right. Jay. It's because we love Trey Young. Any uh, research that you found? They did play together. Are they best friends? <sighs> didn't see that. Uh, For some reason Wikipedia didn't know that. Did they Here's the it? crazy thing, though. The, bu- the Colorado Buffs. Buffs. The Buffs. <laughs> 2010-2011 had Alec Burks and Andre Robertson on the same team. Yeah. 2011-2012 had Andre Robertson and Spencer Dinwiddie on the same team. Whoa. Yeah. Spencer Dinwiddie's and, good. And they were... Awful, both years. Yeah, Colorado was because they were all high, baby. This is pre. This is pre weed. They were all high, my baby. <laughs> all right, let's go to our next Twitter question. It comes from at RoachMD23, who wants to know: Can we get K Love for Paul George? Should we? He says yes. Uh. This is another like if they're like desperate at the trade deadline kind of Mello thing. and Kevin Love on the same squad got to play together. Yeah, it's not a great fit. No. To get talent. I mean, Kevin Love's really good. Yes. He's really good, but your defense like suffers if you tried to slide Mello to the 3 and then Kevin Love at the 4. Yeah, that that sounds like What uh, if we gave him Paul George and Mello? <laughs> for the same And we, and we took Kevin Love and J.R. Smith and J.R. Smith has been... Oh, God, I'd very, love that. J.R. Smith comes here? He's been very sucky. Oh, he Yeah, yeah he just yeah, needs yeah, a new yeah. environment. Yeah, and the Thunder really help wings get better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, good point. Ouch. 
Um, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Why don't we just end the podcast there? <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, my gosh. So $45 million going to the Cavs. Um, Tristan Thompson and... Oh, my gosh. Why you're, am I doing this? You're trade so, machine in it on the yeah, fly. Yeah, Okay. So, Mellow Mello and Paul George for Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson, and Channing Fry. That works. That's and a the lot th- of that's a lot of girth coming back. And you know what? Yeah, it is. And the Thunder, the Thunder add one more win according to the trade machine. The Thunder and the Cavs lose thirteen games. What? <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Pull the trigger. Pull the trigger. Pull the trigger. Luke, come on. Are we this going to is your la- one job? Are we doing the last Twitter question? You've I didn't got, know if we do. What, yes, you got one oh, job. What, what, what is it listed under? Let's go. What what's what's what kind of TQ is it listed under? Please don't. Just read the dang question. <laughs> okay. It's a fun TQ. It's a fun TQ. Oh, I, I kind of thought they're all fun. Come on. Comes from at DJ underscore Frijoles. But were these more fun than last year's TQs? That's a good question. Yeah, which... It's a good question. <laughs> I want to die. We should talk about it. <laughs> He's going to edit that entire at DJ out. underscore oh, Frijoles wants to know or says that every time he sees Dario Sark, he is surprised by the way he looks. Which NBA player regularly surprises you because you forgot? what he looks like uh i'm consistently forgetting what briante weber looks like until i see him i couldn't tell you right now For the houston rockets he's he's always his hair is put oh, up super oh, he's, oh, he's oh, a oh, thin yeah, lizzie yeah, too he's thin he? he's got that really high hair he wears so many accessories i always forget I like that i always forget what he looks like it's always like whoa oh wait who is that what oh briante oh hey this there. isn't as much as somebody i forget that surprises me that because i forget what they look like it kind of is but Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. He's so ugly. Not a fan of anything he he's does. He's so ugly. He is really ugly. <laughs> he's like one of the ugliest guys. <laughs> 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 he is, man. He's surprising. Wow. Uh, Noah Vonley, I always forget what he looks like. Yeah. And also he looks different all the time. Uh, so Gerald Green is on the Rockets now. Yeah. I The first game I saw him, I didn't know the Rockets signed him. And I really thought, is that KJ McDaniels? Because they have the same hair. Yeah. You remember? And yeah. they look very similar. And I thought that they were playing KJ McDaniels like, again. Man, KJ's good. Like, what? Ha- why is KJ McDaniels playing on he's, this team? He's been really Kyle good. Quinn kind of is that way for me? Yeah, why? I don't know. I just don't really. I didn't know who he was until this year. Oh. <laughs> so I was like, and I always thought, like, who's that big bearded guy that always plays for the Knicks? And then, and he's got kind of an Irish last name. Yeah. And he does not look very Irish. Yeah. <laughs> Similar to Patrick Patterson. <laughs> yeah. Kylo like Quinn and Patrick Patterson. Yeah. Patrick Patterson. <laughs> that was a horrible accent. Yeah. All right, guys. Yes. Before our final question, you know what I want to talk to you about? Oklahoma Shirt Company. What do you want to tell me about it? They got their shirt of the month, where you pay 10 bucks and you get a shirt every month. What? <laughs> you just, I don't know. Are you here today? Huh? Uh, no, he's not. <laughs> you pay 10 bucks, you get a shirt, and you get an introductory shirt just for signing up. Hey, you know what else? If you have any sort of apparel need, they can they'll take, take care, care of you. Yeah, t-shirts. Obviously, they got that locked down. They no minimums. You could do one t-shirt if you want to do one t-shirt. Now it's going to be a little more expensive, but they'll hook you they up. Can do it though. Uh, they do stickers. They do cups. They do embroidery. Embroidering. Excuse me. They do literally anything you could want. They'll figure out how to get you that or 
if they can't, they'll find the person that can. So it's true. They're really a joy, company. They're a joy to work with. Order something. Tell them Down to Dunk sent you. Yes, Supports sir. people that support us. They're great. We love them. Hey guys, are you miffed and peeved? Miff, 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 miffed and peeved. <laughs> right now, why? My dog is taking part of the pod now. I don't have anything. Andrew, you mentioned Pete. You always have good ones. Hey, will you put your hat on the dog? Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah. I've been super miffed this week. Like, literally mad about... Oh, my gosh. Please. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh that's a cool-looking dog. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Wait, watch it. Uh, you if you don't know rap? what's going on, Taylor is putting a hat on a dog, and he's trying to force-feed the microphone into its mouth. <laughs> he doesn't want um, anything that you just I'm did. I'm super miffed about that. Uh, I've just been miffed this week. I've had a, been easily miffed this it's week. It's true. I've been yeah. very irritable. What's up, man? I'm really miffed about this conversation about, um, I can't even think of what we even call it, a jinxing conversation? Uh-huh. No, jinxing conversation. It's made, me so, it's made me so miffed. Hey, man, it's because it sucks to be wrong. Here's why it's made me mad is because what it does is it completely shuts down any intelligent conversation that we could have. Yeah, because the Thunder are going to lose every game from here on out. And it lowers us to the bottom of the barrel sports conversations, which I hate. I don't. And it makes me so mad. Agree. I think it takes to the cream of the crowd. Yeah, and that's why this is why it's <laughs> making me mad. I think we could have both conversations, though. What? I think we could have uh, – clearly we have like the intelligent analytical conversations. But also clearly our picks sway whether the Thunder show up to play But or not. also Luke Stevens is on this podcast. Yeah, it's true. Maybe that's it. Yep. You have to have both. Hey, man. Hey, 2018 <laughs> is a year. 2018, <laughs> let's be better. Let's all be better. I don't get it. What, what's, I want to be better. I'm, I'm going to improve myself. <laughs> it's the words. Are you? Are you? What are you saying? I'm going to improve myself, man. I'm, I'm In what better. way? Well, In a lot of ways. Is this, no, if, I has meant, this been the improvement where all you talk about is jinxing and whether things are fun or not? Because that, you, you, you've got a long way to go. I'm saying I, I got to start. I got to start somewhere. You know, we all got to start from somewhere. I'm saying you haven't been bad. I'm just saying like you've been not as fun yourself. No, Ooh. no, yeah. you've been yourself. So we, so you have to say those things. Yeah. But compared to last year, like Luke, that was really fun last year. Oh, true. very true. When I look Gotta back get better. in hindsight, but that's like, true. This, it's this because season, it's not because been. I was having more fun with because of the team. But well, I also think it's Luke, probably the, our expectation. No, of yeah, Luke. I yeah. expect more from you. The other thing is that I know that the jinxing conversation makes you real mad, so let's talk about it. Really, <laughs> we can feel that, which yeah. is uh, which is very fun. Yeah. All right. <sighs> so hey, not guys. fun. You're Anybody right. Though. Uh, no, I just want to talk about how our expectations were raised for Luke this year, and that's why we're not enjoying him as much. Guys, yeah. uh, he's definitely not not as fun as last year. <laughs> Guys, I'll, I'll just tell you what you can expect from me. About a, a good 69 joke, every other pod. That's about it. <laughs> and if you're expecting more than that, that's on you, brother. It's been a while since you've had a 69 joke. Maybe that's why. Okay, so can I be straight up honest with you? In 2018, of all that honesty... Can I be? Can I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't cool. know. I would love for you to. I guess. This is my least favorite and most favorite moment ever. I, I don't really know why 69 is funny. I don't really know what it means. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our podcast. <laughs>